0: warning. The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself
1: overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not so fair, faint, or
0: frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show.
1: Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. (laughs) I'm Adam Minahan sitting here with David Niles. And wow, that music just cut straight off. I've got the buttons. Yeah, Juan is is late this evening, so Dave is in control of the buttons, which is why we're having issues. Look,
0: Father has a button. I have I have a button. Mm-hmm. I have a button.
1: But Adam, I don't. That's okay. That's your button. We do have Father Ketter, Father Brian Ketter with us. Father, how many times has this uh, been on the show? You, can... Maybe
2: something like six.
1: I was going so to guess six. I
2: think five only made it on the air because I believe one episode was lost a
1: few years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. That could be.
0: I wonder whose fault that was.
1: Probably mine. Technologies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Metaphysics fault. No. He's <laughs> saying it's God's fault. <laughs> no. uh, but I am excited to have you here, Father. Thank you so much I'm excited for joining to be back. us. It was it was yeah. awesome to receive a text message from him today. He was like, "Hey, I have a free day. I know you guys are recording. Bring me like, on." I was like, "Come on, let's do this." So it was exciting. And not only that, but you are bringing a, you brought a a beverage that you have not told us about yet. I am
2: bringing. I have brought a very special man beverage. It's one that I bought about. Six years ago in Colorado. Utopia's. Um, it's a twenty. Ooh, I forget if it's a 2013 wow. or a 2015. I it's pretty I trippy. It six years ago, it's probably a 2013. It's a pretty trippy bottle. Uh, Sam Adams Utopias. So Ooh. what this is, is the world's strongest beer. World's what? highest ABV beer. Um, now, some people might say, well, what about Icebox? They're like 40, 50%. Well, this is the strongest beer that has not been distilled in any way. This beer is 28% alcohol. What? Holy cow. It's produced every two years by Sam Adams Brewery. Um, little Sam Adams right there. Wow. Um, in the door. Uh, it's shaped like one of their brew houses. Um, 750 milliliter bottle of 28% beer. So it's actually a blend of beers I think going back like 20 years. So they do it every two years, they age it in all sorts of barrels, all sorts of malts, and then they do blends from previous years with new years. So some of this beer has been in barrels for almost 20 years. Uh, Awesome. Like five, six, seven, eight, nine, who knows how many different barrels, so. um, Dang. It's a beer I was hoping to open for my fifth anniversary, which was this summer. Never really got a good chance to do that. My birthday was last week. David's birthday was last week. That's a good opportunity to I'm open a, it. I'm
1: a pretty cool guy, so he's yeah. <laughs> so, um, he's a great guy. I'm a great we're, guy. We're, he's a great guy. Glad, so. we're
2: glad you're here to watch us drink this. <laughs> um, but also, when you buy a bottle of this, it gives you a little code in your little paper thing that it comes with, and you can get a free crystal Riedel glass. Mm. Um, as you can tell by the three that I have over the years accumulated, acquired three of these bottles. One which I drank. One which is waiting for maybe my tenth anniversary, um, so
1: let's. So let's, uh, apparently, they it keeps very well. It does. Okay. So it.
2: Yeah, I want to see. Probably doesn't have any carbonation. See, see the bottle.
1: It probably doesn't have any carbon. Probably, probably
2: doesn't have any carbonation. It's room temperature. Oh, oh I, a little I heard it. I heard it. So it's really meant to be drank like a cognac or something like that. Wow. Um, and like we can drink it,
1: cap it, and then drink it over the next couple months. I'm gonna let you pour it, Father, so it since. Is. Um, why don't we? Why don't we briefly talk about? There's a few people who have uh, tuned into the episode Thank for the you. first time, or maybe one of the first times, and they don't maybe know the format. Dave, why don't you tell them what the format of our show? is Yeah, you know, we really is. haven't done that in a long time. Okay, yeah. so
0: we do three things on almost every episode. They are number one: we open, review, and enjoy a man beverage, which we are about to do. Um, we drink on air because God made the things of this earth good, and they should be enjoyed for their goodness. Gosh darn it. And so that's what we want to do. We want to promote the idea of a holy leisure. Um, And then the second thing we do is we highlight a man gear of some kind. Uh, Dude stuff, everything that a man has or wishes he had. And why should a man have one of these things? Or why shouldn't he? Maybe. We've never done one of those. Yeah. You know. Here's what you shouldn't have. We we, we could do a man gear that is like, you know what? You shouldn't have that. Maybe that wouldn't really be a man gear would would Anyway, lack then we geared. have a topic. Okay, so that's the three the three segments. This what we're doing right now. I the aroma is, uh, you know what this smells like? We have a tahini salad dressing at home like that a balsamic. I, yes, yeah that I eat a lot, and it smells just like this. Yeah, it's very it, it, a it lot of cherry, raisin, dark yeah. cherry. Um, well, let's cheers we yeah. and
1: we can drink. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers, cheers, cheers. to
0: Jesus. Hmm. Wow.
1: Okay. So uh, what does a bottle like this run? like? So uh, you said it only goes, you yeah. only can get yeah. it like once every two every years? Every two years.
2: So, okay, so a bottle of this retail, you can get it for anywhere from about 160 to $200. Wow. So we're not messing around. It's yeah. the most expensive alcohol I've ever bought by far. But it's something you just had to do. Super I, cool, though. I came though. across a bottle here and there a couple times when I was in Colorado, and I thought, <gasps> I can find someone that will enjoy drinking this with me. Um, I'm, I'm glad yeah, to be I'm glad. here. So, so the first <laughs> I mean, I'm a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> so the first bottle I actually opened, um, we had a little <laughs> celebration a couple days before my ordination, my priestly uh-huh. ordination. So I cracked open a bottle of that, and then actually just kept it and shared it with people over like the next three months. Uh All dozens of people who never had it got to try a little bit. So,
0: well, so okay, so what is it about this beer that makes it able to keep? Because not all beer keeps. Well, uh,
2: part of it's the ABV, twenty eight percent. It's like a low proof whiskey almost. Uh Um, So that that is the biggest component of it. Okay, Um, but it's already been aged in barrels. some for anywhere from like one to fifteen, twenty years because yeah. they've done a blend um, of past years all the way back to the first year of this. Um, so which is how long ago do we know? Do you remember? Um, gosh, put- at this point, almost I think like twenty five years or something.
0: Did wow. they invent this kind of beer? I mean, is what do you? Did they come up with yeah. this
2: style all themselves? Um, I think they they were really the ones who. Um, I mean, this style has been around to some degree, but mm-hmm. I think they really, like, took it just way, like, over the edge. Yeah. Um, they actually had to develop their own yeast that could ferment up to these high um, ABVs. Oh, sure. Because they basically took a strand of champagne yeast, which could uh, ferment it like, really dry and really high ABV. Mm-hmm. But they actually had to develop it because most yeast would die at around, like, 17 18%. So they had to develop this yeast over 5 to 10 years so it could actually handle upwards of 20% alcohol.
0: So that's just like slowly letting the, the strains that can't yeah. handle, they die off. I you, guess survival you have, of the fittest. You have a little mm. bit left and you cultivate it wow. and then yeah. you take it a little higher. And Super bugs. M- more will die out. Yeah. Wow. So,
1: so this is the 2013 edition Yeah. Uh, it, 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 of Utopia. We included an additional element of complexity and flavor by blending in a portion of our hmm. barrel-aged Cosmic Mother Funk uh, which is a wild ale that has been aged in Hungarian hmm. oak tons. Oh, I got for definitely got the year. Hungarian oak. Yes, uh, <laughs> and cre- the tahini <laughs> dressing C- creating yeah. <laughs> creating bright fruit notes of cherries and plums, and it's just yeah. a hint of sourness and earthiness.
0: It is God yeah, the the smell is so good. It's yeah. like man, you know, like sometimes you walk into a like uh, a cigar room or there's just a a few places if you ever go to a, a whiskey distillery you like walk in and it's just this deep penetrating smell that you just love yep that kind of reminds me of this a little bit like there's mm-hmm. such a depth yeah to oh, the gosh. smell
2: you just keep discovering new smells new yeah. flavors mm-hmm. and that's why you drink it at room temperature to let that all open up
1: okay let's talk about that for just a second the difference in drinking something like what, what happens whenever you drink something super cool? Like you have Bud Light, you put it in there for at 32 degrees for what reason? And why do you drink stouts at a lower yeah. well, temperature?
2: Bud Light doesn't have a lot higher of temperature. flavor complexity. And so you just want something cold, refreshing, crisp, clean, all of that. Right. Um, something with a lot more complexity, especially something that's been in barrels, higher alcohol content, something with more yeast or esters. Uh, they open up more as it warms. So uh, some of like barley wines, imperial stouts, you want to drink just really just slightly cooler than room temperature. Um, sometimes I'll even pull a barley wine or stout out of my closet and just drink it at room temp. Mm-hmm. That's where you
1: keep all your beers. Yep. Okay. Yeah, let it is. remember that next time we go over to the yeah, house. Yeah. I mean, if you have a fridge,
2: that's the best place to keep it. But
0: Depending on the beer as well. Uh, yeah. But is there is there a correlation between literally the color of the beer and the temperature that it should be enjoyed at? I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. of... You know, those a light colored beer as something that needs to be
2: Hm. I've never thought about that, but I could see in general probably.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking about it right now. And it just it seems like the darker the beer color, the mm-hmm. more you benefit from having it at the right temperature. Yeah.
2: I think it'd be similar with wine. It's like a darker mm. has more tannins, you probably enjoy that sure. better warmer.
0: Yeah. You know what I love about this is that the barrel is so is so well balanced. You have some barrel-aged beers, and you drink them, and you say, wow, okay, I get it. There's a barrel in here, you know? But this one is is not overwhelming. Here is beer in the barrel. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So when we get back, we're going to talk about the man gear today is going to be what to get or not to get a priest on a special occasion. And then our topic tonight is going to be about longanimity. 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 There's an echo in this room apparently We'll be right back
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Father Brian Ketterer. That's Rer. me. All the ers. Father, thank you for your priesthood.
2: Heck yeah! Thanks, Jesus, for my priesthood.
0: Thank you, Jesus, for Father Ketterer's priesthood. Uh, you just celebrated your fifth year as a priest. I did. How well, many? How many, how many? How many sa- holy sacrifices of oh the Mass gosh. are we up to? Uh,
2: like 22, 30 or something like that so exactly. between little you, over you, still, you
0: still have an, uh, an accurate count I do I have a
2: spreadsheet that I keep open on my computer and add mass when I did it where I did it and who I did it for or what intention
0: wow that is awesome that is a lot How to many, keep up uh, with I don't know we'll have to do
2: a little search oh, that'd be yeah. Cool. just do
0: a, a quick query yeah. can we query it
2: we could, it's we
0: could, we could do that. The answer, Adam, is yes. You're, okay. you're giving me that I'm not sure look. I don't the answer know. is yes. We could. Let,
2: let me drive home and check. Yeah. Right. I'll be back after the show.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, before we talk about the man gear or the man gears, can we talk about this glass real fast? We what can. is it? Why it was specially designed for this drink? I do you know? Assume so. I don't know. What is it? Uh,
2: I've never seen it's it It's a Riedel glass. It's a German company that does really nice glassware. Okay. Uh, I believe that's it's how actually you say crystal. it. Riedel.
0: I hear people say Riedel as well. I don't well. know. Could be. I don't. Yeah.
2: I don't speak German.
0: Whatever. Um, Germans. Yeah.
2: So uh, yeah, it's one that comes special um, with each bottle you purchase. So you just type in the code online, and they ship it to you.
0: So oh, it nice. looks nice. Uh, I like it. I really like it. It's it's, it's nice, a nice and tall. Nice base. It
2: feels, yeah, it has a nice heft on the bottom. It's all low, about the base. low center of gravity, so mm-hmm. you don't tip it over. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the yep. top parts. It's just like, like a nice fatter Glencairn yep. glass. Yeah,
0: that's what I, la- I was gonna say. You could you could drink whiskey out of this really nice too.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like a fatter Glencairn glass. I have from glass. time to yeah. time.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the man gears
1: Okay. Yeah. So I had this problem. I have this problem every once in a while with with my wife. We we struggle to figure out like okay, it's the priest's birthday or his priestly anniversary or nation anniversary. Yeah. Or Christmas or you know there's some kind of event that's like I need to get father something a, a gift. And so I thought, well, since he's coming, since Father Ketter is coming over, let's just talk about like things to get a priest yeah. for, or things not to get a priest. Yeah, because I've been just as guilty as probably anybody else by getting them things that's like that wasn't a good idea. They have plenty of those. Right, like, that's not yeah. something I, I, d- I
2: don't need another plunger. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so let's talk. Well, hmm. I don't know. You maybe, maybe. Um. So let's talk about things hmm. that we should not.
0: People get you plungers? No. Okay. Never have. Okay, I was going to say like... That but is that's weird. something
1: I don't that need. That is weird. Don't yeah. get a priest a plunger.
0: You know what I think he needs? I think a plunger. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you, so let's talk about what what the things we like priests typically don't need. Yeah. Obviously, this is a broad brush. Each priest is going to be individual, but yep. this is hopefully giving you an idea. Yeah, yeah.
2: So in general, we don't need another crucifix. Most of us have a lot of crucifixes. Um, maybe walls full of crucifixes or <laughs> mm-hmm. boxes full if the walls run out of space. Right. Um, generally, we don't need another crucifix. Um, rosaries, we have, most of us have a lot of rosaries. We probably give a lot of rosaries away. Um, generally, we don't need another rosary. Maybe a Catholic mancho rosary or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um,
1: yeah.
2: You know, on occasion, if it's a very like special, a rosary for, mm-hmm. with some special you know whatever. And so, you know a I lot feel of like this
0: If you're going to give a rosary to a priest, it would have to be really like this was John Paul II's yeah. rosary. Not like <laughs> not not like I yeah, touched, I'll take that. I mean, right. but like this is the one he used. It's like, yeah. yes, I want that rosary. But in general, even for just a the average faithful Catholic, not mm-hmm. the average Catholic, but the average faithful Catholic probably has no less than 12 rosaries yeah. lying around have, and doesn't and, need one. In every spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so unless it's just really extraordinary. Yeah.
2: Or if you know the priest well and you're like, oh, he's, you know, the priest loves this saint. I was here where the saint was. Yeah. And I bought this rosary and prayed it at the tomb of the saint and touched it to the tomb. Like, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Yeah. But if you just run down to the the Catholic store and buy a rosary priest probably has plenty of rosaries already mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah i was uh i, I like shadowed basically father uh, donald calloway for the wichita family conference i was yeah. kind of like his helper basically what it was and it was amazing how many people ran up to him and was like oh i want to give you this rosary like at the conference and yeah. he he ended up like, at one point he showed me like here's all the rosaries i received for this conference and it was like two handfuls and, and he's like i the only he goes. Thankfully, I give most of them away to my mom, and she gives them to people who, who need them. Yeah. Because he was like, I, everywhere I go, he's the you know the Marian priest. He talks about Mary all the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the benefits of yeah. you know the weapon of the rosary, and so yeah. he everybody wrote, he feels, wrote he wrote the book. Yeah, on yeah. the rosary. Yeah, champions of the rosary. Yeah, I'm
2: sure he doesn't have any rosaries. So. <laughs> right. So <laughs> right.
1: anyway, so I know that sounds like a good idea, but it's not. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He has plenty of those. So what else?
2: Yeah. Um, another one is it's. Maybe kind of goes both ways, but often books. um, Sometimes it depends if you know a priest is like, oh, he's really interested in this particular topic. Sure. Or like been kind of looking for this book that maybe can't hard to find or something like that. But, you know, often people give us books that maybe they found uh, enlightening or helpful. But um, sometimes if it's not something we're particularly interested in or need or maybe we've read or um, whatnot. Sometimes the books kind of end up piling up, too. Um, but uh, like, also, priests are kind of the masters at uh, regifting. Um, you have to be little secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have um, to. I so, mean, you have to learn that I mean, skill. If you give us something that we don't need, we'll find someone who does need it and, mm-hmm. and use that. So, like, a gift isn't ever wasted.
1: By sure. Any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but that's true just with the rosaries. F- a few
2: things that we get regularly that um, kind of just pile up, really.
1: Right. And so uh, normally, whenever you give a gift to a priest, you like you want it to be. Pr- you want him to be able to use it. You know. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to just like here's another Like, say, crucifix or something like that. I want Mm -hmm. you to be able to use this. So, if you're going to go something Catholic, would it be safe to say, like, you you should hear him say he would want that or maybe has mentioned it to other people? Or, like, I
2: think it's harder to give gifts to someone you don't know because you're just, I don't know, I'm in the Catholic bookstore looking for something. All right, this, maybe the priest will like that. Right. Um, He's harder. He's holy. He'll probably like this. But if you know the priest well, then it's easier to give something more meaningful. Yeah. Mm
0: hmm. So, um, is there a safe go-to, like what about a gift card to a restaurant? Uh, Is there something like that that most priests would enjoy or would use Mm -hmm. at least?
2: Again, that depends a little bit. If you know where the priest likes to eat, Mm -hmm. uh, that helps. Yeah. Um, But I can remember um, when I was at the parish, I would get at Christmas like a whole like two-inch stack of gift cards. Um, And I think it took me about two years while I was at TU before I finally got that stacked down to just two or three gift cards. Left. Right. <laughs> so it took me to a couple of years to work through like two years of gift cards. Uh-huh. Um, Cause sometimes there are places I don't really go to. And yeah. so then it's like, well, I may not have this gift card, but it's across town or I don't really go yeah. there. And it's $15. So, and- yeah. So sometimes I would just give them to people I'm like, Hey, go enjoy a dinner. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So again, like no gift is ever wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh, If it's places, you know, the priest likes to to go. Um, I love Brahms a little local uh, Dairy creamery and restaurant Um, I use those in like two weeks
0: Brahms is is awesome Um, Mm -hmm.
2: But even if you know, there's like a place like maybe a nice shoe store that priests, you know Sometimes we don't always have the like best shoes. We walk around in shoes that aren't good for our feet yeah, maybe get them a, a gift card to a nice shoe store and be like, "Hey, go buy yourself a nice pair of shoes." Mm-hmm. Um, okay, something like ta- that. could let's be Let's talk a about that. Let's talk option. about
1: nice gifts because there's some people who have the money to spend, like for a nice. Like I have $500 that I could spend on a priest, or you know, hey, do you? I don't. I was saying hypothetically, oh, hypothetically, oh, okay, okay. not me personally. The thing about me is I don't have a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, that's the thing uh, about the thing about me. Right, is I don't have a lot, but if I did, because
0: I spend it on myself, <laughs> yeah,
1: my family. <laughs> Uh, but if I did what would what would be some some cool yeah. things?
2: So I think again, maybe like a a nice clothing store where you can get a a nice suit jacket or something like uh-huh. that yeah um thinking my my own suit jackets I think I bought when I went into seminary like ten twelve years ago yeah, probably could have a nicer one at this point, sure mm-hmm. um, so if someone got me a nice gift card to Dillard's or whatever the you know, some store like that. I'd probably go in and actually buy myself a nice suit jacket. Okay, is there which a, we wear pretty regularly? Sure. Is
0: there a secret priest catalog or anything? You know, like I I know. Oh, when priests are going to Rome, they'll, you yeah. know, kind of maybe take a like. Hey, does anybody need anything? I'm going. Mm-hmm. Is there a Rome catalog that you can? I mean, order? there's just
2: all different stores in Rome, so okay. you really have to know what which one the
0: okay priest shops. At. So there's not like a. I like, oh, if you I want buy my order... clerics from
2: Barbicone, but I can order them online at this point. So mm-hmm. um, I don't even know if they have gift cards or. Would would a,
1: the liturgy, of the hours, be a good one for for priests? Well, if I, they don't, th- if they don't maybe, have it, maybe, it, uh, it would be maybe a <laughs> newly yeah, ordained yeah.
2: priest. So um,
0: well no, most have, of because most have them probably get it in seminary. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that would be someone if someone's going but to if you, seminary. if you notice
2: they have an uh, old copy that maybe they inherited from somebody and is falling apart, maybe get them a nice a nice copy.
1: What's the coolest um, gift that you've ever received? Really,
2: S- some of the coolest gifts aren't actually material gifts. Like, I'll get a a card and it says, "My family prayed in my holy hour, our holy hour for you." That's. And I'm like a holy thing to say. If more people did that, <laughs> I'm like, I don't need gift cards. Just yeah. do some of that for me.
0: And what what about like making a donation to like oh, if yeah. you can find out what their favorite charity is? Yep. You know, saying hey, we made a donation in your honor. You know. Yeah. Whatever.
2: Uh, my aunt. Uh, does that every year mm-hmm. um, kind of because she would ask like what do you need I'm like I don't really need a lot a lot of things that I need are taken care of um, so she would just every year make a donation to some charity that either um, you know I would appreciate or one
1: that's dear to her um, and so that's that's a, a great meaningful gift actually for me hmm mm-hmm. I give to charities that Dave does not appreciate in his honor so like I give it to PETA or something like that and uh-huh. say For David Niles and make a big old plaque and have them hang it up in their office and stuff like that.
0: Hey, I (laughs) I don't even...
2: Charity works in all
0: sorts of mysterious ways. (laughs) That's just... He's a fool. People
2: (laughs) eating tasty animals. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: tapita. We have no one to fight against. What about... about, (laughs) In general,
2: Uh, I, I typically say consumables or checks or money liquor okay or just straight up cash so yeah can you guys i mean it's not like yeah because we can either spend it on ourselves or donate it um but whiskey beer things like that that we can consume
1: they're not accumulating
0: yeah something with longevity longevity something like that yeah
1: yeah when we get back we're gonna talk about a sub virtue longanimity we'll be right back Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here with David Niles and Father Brian Ketterer, we're going to talk about a sub virtue of fortitude this evening. We're going to talk about longanimity. Longanimity has to deal uh, has to deal with suffering, so I wanted to start out maybe by painting a little bit of a picture, or like a, a quick story, and then we can get into maybe what it is. Hmm. And uh, Father actually at dinner time kind of had a good idea. As so you well. have a story. So, everybody, well. everybody,
0: grab your carpet square. <laughs>
1: Yep. Well, so suffering is Indian style. Indian yep. style, yeah, crisscross applesauce. That
0: is racially insensitive. Um, mm.
1: So <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Uh, suffering is 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 a weird thing in this world that people a lot of people struggle with. And typically, mm-hmm. what happens is when you meet suffering, one of two things happen. There's either either a rebellion or an embrace. Mm-hmm. There's a rebellion or there's an embrace, and so. I was thinking about this on my drive home from work today and I was thinking like, what's a good example of this? And I, the example that came to me, no, the example that came to me was there were two thieves that got caught and the thieves were, were subject to death. They were put to death I think I've by heard crucifixion. This story. I think I've heard this story. Right? And both of them were doing the same, you know, got caught for the same thing, mm-hmm. same punishment.
0: Cohorts, maybe.
1: Possibly, one would say somebody namely Jesus Christ also got put death got put right in the middle of them
0: hypothetically at the same time at the same time
1: uh, he says Jesus says you know uh, father forgive them for they don't know not what they do mm-hmm. so both of them realize there's some kind of power there's something unique about this this man there's some kind of power that, that's going on yeah well the people who who take suffering and rebel against it the power would be to take away that suffering because why, why are we suffering? We don't need to suffer. Let's try to minimize suffering the mo- like, as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. So one of the thieves says, if you're the son of God, bring us down from this cross. Why are we suffering? Mm-hmm. The other thief who is embracing this, realizes and embraces the suffering, says, no, we're suffering because it is, it is just. We've been caught, and this is a just punishment. Mm-hmm. And then he looks over to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you enter into the kingdom of heaven. Remember me. And so he takes his suffering and he embraces that suffering, realizing that there is an end to this suffering, which is not of this world. It is the it is this hope that he has within him that the suffering that he's enduring uh, will be rectified, will, will be justified in in the next life. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that, and I was like, well, that kind of is what longanimity is. You could. Kind you of,
0: should write that story down, by the way. That yeah. was a good story. Thank you. Maybe Thank even.
1: You
2: four times if you wrote it four, four times i think we possibly remember possibly four it. times yeah.
1: yes a little different language each time like really close but just yeah. a little right. different exactly so but i think that that yeah. i think that is a good example of what longanimity is cuz when we are dealing with suffering we have to figure out like why are we suffering what is the purpose of suffering that's kind of the strongest argument for atheism i think is the problem of evil the problem with suffering yeah. yeah and one you know again we either rebel or or we embrace
0: so okay now you've you've painted the picture
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna.
0: What's the? I went, I want The definition as well. No,
1: well, I'm gonna hand it off. Okay. Okay. I, I, Let's do the definition. I can do the yeah,
0: definition. Yeah. I mean, I, first. I think that's just. Okay. A so nice balanced af- A balanced okay. approach to an opening.
1: Okay. So the the uh, the definition is really like it's a disposition to bear inju- injury patiently or to bear suffering patiently. Very, it, you know, it's longanimity. So it talks a lot. It, it's very coincides with magnanimity that we've we've discussed before mm. on the show. Mm-hmm. So Saint Thomas talks about this and he says that it sounds a lot like it's patience.
0: It sounds like, a lot like something that would live in the ocean is really That's what right. it sounds. Yeah. I was waiting for that, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, sea yeah. long
2: Oh my gosh, now we're never going to be able to say the word.
1: <laughs> so, but it sounds a lot like patience, right? But St. Thomas says it's actually more, uh, it's closer to magnanimity because uh, long anemone is focused on the hope. With the, hmm. uh, it's focused on the positive patience is more focused on enduring the suffering okay it's it's yeah. more of enduring to suffer, with. to suffer with yeah longanimity is saying i'm i'm embracing this cross uh knowing l- looking at the hope that is within it okay so a, a great example again would be like um saint monica saint monica had a, a a beautiful virtue of longanimity because she knew that she was focused not on all of the things that St. Augustine was struggling with, but the hope that he would one day that her prayers would be answered, that all of her yeah. suffering, all of her sacrifice was going towards this good, was going to this that the idea, the redemption of her son, who is going to be and husband, and husband. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. 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 Both people, of them. People forget about that guy. Yeah. Um. Jesus didn't. Yeah. Ooh, so anyway, nice. so maybe maybe you yeah. you, you tell the story. An, just or, another
2: example I was thinking about yeah. as we we're preparing for dinner. Um. Was Jesus in the desert? You think about what was the first thing that the devil tempted Jesus with? Food. Yeah. Stop suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it says he f- fasted and prayed for forty days, and he was very hungry. Uh, I think the biggest understatement in the Bible, right. maybe in history. Um, <laughs> and so the devil shows up and says, "Hey, stop suffering. Make this food and eat it. No need to suffer." And he says, "No." Um, there is a higher cause of my suffering. There's mm-hmm. a there's a purpose. I'm doing this.
0: Yeah, but I think to both of these, the, both these stories you just told, like the 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 thief who did reject the suffering, um, Mal- Malchus. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying I, I'm trying to I think about. It, I'm remember. trying to play the Passion of the Christ in my head because I remember he says the guy's name over there. Anyway, um, that you that know, might he, have been the, the guy who got his ear cut off. Oh, that's right. That's the guy who got his ears. Yep, yep you're right. Okay, anyway. It's the good thief and the bad thief. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're known for their sins. There's there like, it's, <laughs> n- it's natural to reject suffering. You know, in many ways, this is a very normal, natural response because there's something deep within us that says, I wasn't made for this. This is not, this is not in accordance mm-hmm. with my fulfillment of my destiny. You know, because we were suffering is this byproduct, is this Mm -hmm. thing we have to deal with now because of the fall. You know, so I think it's important to realize that this rejection of suffering, which is a natural, normal initial reaction that you may have, that ever maybe,
1: maybe in some instances. I mean, but it's only it's only
0: through training in this in this gift of the Holy Spirit that you can overcome.
1: But I think that a mother or a father has a natural instinct. To take away suffering from their child, right. what
0: I'm saying is that you, as the person experiencing the suffering, have a natural reaction against mm. it because we know oh, okay. deep within us, I wasn't made yeah. for this. Right. If you have a thorn in
2: your foot and you're suffering, your right. instinct pull the thorn out, out. Right. right? Because just on a basic basic level, suffering usually means something's not right. It's not good for my self preservation. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So it's we have to first, I think, recognize this that. Yes, I do have this reaction against suffering, and that's an important part, I think, because it's God's little way of telling us all: you weren't made for this; mm-hmm. you were actually made for something more than this. But mm-hmm. this can be the way to get there. Yeah, you I know, think
2: default position is that we avoid or eliminate suffering. The to um, the opposite of that to actually, um, yeah, you know, nobody defaults to like, oh yeah, I'm just going to suffer. Right, like we always, the instinct is to not suffer. Mm-hmm. So it takes an act of the will to say, no, I will suffer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, exactly. Because you wouldn't go throw yourself in a, you know, in a thorn bush for no reason. Like say, oh, you know what? Yeah. I'd like to suffer. Uh, now, if you're experiencing well, great, there's, if there's a, a movie of some guys
2: <laughs> who did stuff like that, but I think the other reason was to sell copies of the movie.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that's not a virtue. Yeah. But if if you're experiencing great temptation, and then you throw yourself into the thorn bush in order to subdue your flesh, you know that mm-hmm. that's a different thing. So mm-hmm. um, suffering can be a it can be a tricky a tricky fine line mm-hmm. to walk. Um, you know, like one thing I always question about is uh, like flagellation, self-flagellation, and many of the many of the great saints practice this. To me, it's hard for me to square intellectually. Yeah. That practice with the uh, you know, dignity of the of your of the body and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't have the answers at but, all. But I also but,
2: think many great saints were commanded under obedience not to.
0: Yes, so I'm, I'm sure.
2: There's a knowing the purpose of the suffering um, is fundamental.
1: But I think also the, this virtue is we can also also
0: just, it should be said it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes, more so than it is a ver- I mean, it's a virtue, but it is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's something that we could pray for and maybe, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: for sure. But I think that we all experience like that in this like microwave culture of, of having instant stuff. It's, this idea of having of, of struggling for something for a long time and and not hearing the answer like why god are you not answering this this prayer why why am i having to carry this cross or why you know these people aren't having to carry this why am i the one that's struggling with this yeah uh you, you know this idea is is tough to reconcile however i think that everybody has experienced this time a time where maybe they've done a something a physical feat that took them a long time to do or maybe they were uh, studying something that took them a long time to get to actually understanding it yeah you know it took me a long time in high school to run a 400 meter dash under 60 seconds Mm -hmm. but i practiced for a long time to get that to to do that and when it finally happened it felt like i had this appreciation for it much more than if i would have just you know stretched halfway and then just started running the first time i did it mm-hmm. so i think that there's this uh, there's this gift that that christ gives us back of of one longanimity like takes us out of ourselves and makes us realize that we're not in control it it points us upward it points us towards god to realize that god it you know i have to do everything through god uh but it also tells us it shows us like listen uh you could appreciate these things that we're supposed to work for after a long period of time. Like, how much sweeter was it that Saint Monica, you know, saw her son be baptized and received yeah. into the church after 30 years right. of praying? Right.
0: Because of the 30 years, right. The yeah. baptism was sweeter for her. Yeah. Right.
2: Or it wouldn't have happened without her suffering. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So I think you, we can learn to appreciate it more as well. Mm-hmm. So when we get back, we can we can talk we can continue talking about anemone with Father Ketterer here in the studio. Jim and Juan are here as well. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Father Ryan Ketterer. We're talking about longanimity. Also known as long suffering. See, I think this is one of those virtues that I hope to teach and really pass on to my enemies. <laughs> I hope, I think this is what God meant. I think this if is you're what. You're willing
1: the good of the other. This is which what is
0: Jesus right. intended when he said, Love your enemies. Give them the virtues, man. And gosh darn it, enemies, I'm going to give you this one long, <laughs> long suffering. You're Love welcome. them into heaven. I'm pretty sure I got it all figured out now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
2: are you willing good. them the suffering or the ability to endure the suffering
0: that they have good thing is I'm Catholic it's a both and
2: I don't know if it's
1: good I to will someone suffering yeah,
0: think... it's for their own good
1: <laughs> I did say I did mention
0: they wouldn't be my enemies if they didn't need the <laughs> suffering okay <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I do want to make a, a point of clarification. I remember la- last break I said that it's closer to magnanimity. Longanimity is closer to magnanimity. Okay. than patience. Mm-hmm. However, Saint Thomas does say that uh, longanimity and patience go hand in hand. They're used simultaneously um, because you're simultaneously still, or like interchangeably. Inter- well, uh, as uh, back and forth synonyms. I mean, yeah. Well, no, not synonymity. synonymity longanimity. <laughs> uh, I like it. Here I can probably pull, I can probably actually pull this up in,
2: um so, so I think uh, just speaking about suffering, um, I was thinking about the way that we as Christians deal with suffering versus maybe the world or other religions. Mm. Um, Buddhism basically one of their first principles is life is suffering. There is suffering, and we're like, yeah, couldn't agree more. Like yeah, that is anyone true. who's lived for more than any time at all, like one right. second, they know suffering. Right, the child comes out of the womb no suffering crying we all know suffering right um and then they say okay well we must remove all detachment all passion desires so that we're we we do not suffer if we're not attached to anything then we won't suffer right. We can't be hurt basically um and christians say actually we're gonna do the opposite we're going to embrace the passions desires love others um and endure suffering for that sake like mm-hmm. we're willing to endure suffering Right. Um, and that's what the martyrs say, and the saints, like, yeah, we'll suffer for love of the other, of God, yeah. of neighbor, whoever.
1: Right, and um, I mean, that's why Jesus says, you know, pick up your cross and follow me. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you can't seek Christ without the cross. You can't have right. Christ without the cross.
2: Because mm-hmm. suffering's just, it's a reality. It's mm-hmm. here, so what do we do with it?
0: That's yeah, the question. Yeah, it really is one of the most beautiful elements of... Of, Christian, of the Christian faith that I think stands, you know, what is it about Christianity that makes it stand out so much? I think this is one of them, because otherwise, uh, if you just, if you don't believe in anything and you experience suffering, you will despair. I mean, you will ultimately, dis- everyone mm-hmm. will despair at some point. Um, when you suffer enough for long enough, no matter how easy your temperament, eventually you will despair. But the Christian faith takes this reality and gives it understanding in that your suffering is not meaningless. Right. It was through suffering, it was specifically through Christ's suffering that we were all redeemed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that was exactly why we're all have this pathway to heaven. Um, and so, you know, when Paul says that I'm making up what is lacking in the suffering of Christ I remember when I first time I heard that, I was like, that is scandalous. Like, Paul, yeah. Paul, you you're getting a little carried away, my yeah. friend. Pump your brakes, Paul. right? Right. Uh, but, you know, then when I understood it, when someone explained it all to me, how we're the body of Christ, and so we are, our sufferings are what's lacking in the sufferings mm-hmm. of Christ. We need to uh, offer it up. Can we talk, should we talk about that phrase? Offer it, it up? Offer it up. That, did you have... Uh, No, no,
1: I mean, we can go ahead and then we can Because that used
0: to be, I think, baby boomers or maybe the people just older than the baby boomers raised by the nuns. That was something that they were incredibly familiar with. You know, that was Mm -hmm. like the the phrase they all knew, offer it up, offer it up. But people don't really talk about that as much anymore, about taking your sufferings. And it took me a long time to figure out, mechanically, what do I do? How do I offer it up? And it... Finally, mm-hmm. I've learned it's really a, an act of the will Yeah. of that I'm just taking these sufferings and I'm emotionally, mentally, whatever you want to say it, saying, I am, I'm I'm going to embrace this suffering, Lord, and, and join it yeah. with yours. And I, it becomes redemptive.
2: Yeah, I think that's the key is embracing it, saying mm-hmm. not just I'm resisting, I'm resisting, push it away, um, but to be able to offer it up or offer it to the Lord or offer it um, for the sake of somebody else, you have to actually take it as your own first. You have to embrace it Mm-hmm. And then you can offer that as a gift.
0: Yeah, because I think before you can learn long suffering, you have to learn short suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not going to be able to run a marathon if you can't walk.
1: Well, that's why we we, we regularly try to fast. Right. And things like and the mm-hmm. small things of denying yourself, denying your will. Because you have, it is your will. You have to train it. You have to train your will to reject. You know, I want this. Nope. I'm not. That's not. I'm not going to have that right, right now.
0: But it's all about doing it for the right reason. Otherwise, you could end up as a masochist. Right. We're not suffering mm. simply to suffer. Right. It's not like, a, let's see how tough I am. Right. Um, I know I'm not tough. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, definitely aren't. Like, man is not actually very strong. Um, he, he's weak and pathetic without, without the grace that is uh, this gift of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. longanimity. This is why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we have that right disposition... Saying, "I am weak, Christ. You are strong. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I'm gonna be like Simon, and carry, you know, let's carry this cross together." Mm-hmm. Um, it, that is the game changer, I think, is when you have. It's about having the right disposition in your suffering.
1: Yeah, there's three things uh, um, that Saint Thomas talks about. Um, the be- the beauty of long- longanimity. I think he pulls some from Saint Augustine. But first, longanimity is beautifully acknowledges and validates the suffering of those who wait, which is kind of what we we've we've already talked mm-hmm. about. Uh, secondly, longanimity points us beyond ourselves to God. Like the greatest good that we all yearn for is in union with God, and Christian hope is founded on the promise that He will actually fulfill this desire. Like He it, He Himself will fulfill this desire. That we yearning, like that we have, that we're born with. Mm-hmm. I think that's also why, you know, we, we constantly try to put these finite things that make us happy into the infinite. You know, try to you know, substitute the infinite for for the finite, and that's why you, you see all these. That's why we're so. We have all this money, like per capita, we have the highest like paid people, you know, in the world. Yet we have the highest suicide rate. Why? Because we've put all of our time and effort and thought into these finite things, thinking that. They will.
0: Yeah, we put our hope there. Right, instead yeah.
1: of hope in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then uh finally, longanimity reminds us that God waits for us too. You know, Christ bore patiently the weaknesses and incomprehensions of those surrounding Him whenever He was around. Like He's, He constantly wants, He's constantly waiting for us to to come to Him to to receive His mercy. He's constantly waiting for us to come to Him. Yeah, and He's yeah. having to wait for us to be mm-hmm. to to actually act on that yeah.
2: that's what i think a lot um in terms of the tabernacle jesus is just waiting there waiting for us um we can go and pray to him or we cannot he's gonna wait for us either way mm-hmm. i mean he'll wait until the the last day of our life if that's how long it takes for us to come yeah right. and i mean think
1: about when that. you show up he
0: doesn't say hang on let me let me finish what i'm doing first
1: right in fact when you show up he's been waiting for 20 for, for 2 two thousand years for this very moment. Mm-hmm. That's something that like kind of gave me the chills whenever I first heard that was the idea of like, he was waiting for this moment to be with you mm-hmm. for 2000 years, mm-hmm. waiting for you. Yeah. And even thinking for that moment.
2: about the gospel from this past Sunday, the the lost and found, the, the prodigal son, um, the scripture seems to imply that the father was waiting for his son to return because it said while he was a long way off. Yeah. It he saw was just him, like watching for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he just had like a, a house cam, security camera, like, oh, somebody came by. Let's check the camera. Oh, it's my son. Yeah, or like, like some G- was there GPS waiting. alert. Yeah, he was there waiting for his son to return or maybe not.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and he, he he may have waited uh, fruitlessly. Yeah, we have no idea how yeah. long he was waiting. And yeah, he could have waited true. and he, the son never came back, you know, mm-hmm. but he still would have been there waiting. Yep. Out mm-hmm. of love for the son. I mean, that that's that's yeah. part so of it. So he
2: was waiting. He was suffering
0: for a purpose for a higher end but what is so transformative about this suffering is that we have to learn to endure certain things and when you read the saints like when you read saint john of the cross or um, saint faustina or um, saint therese you know they eventually in their life come to this point where they have become so in love with suffering that they have become so in love with Christ that their greatest suffering is not being with him in heaven.
2: Yeah, I mean that's
0: the definition of hell. Right. Is this that they feel this you suffer great you're not chasm with between them, you know, and uh that's that's what this ability that's what this gift of the Holy Spirit really has the ability to do is to transform us completely so that all everything of this life becomes nothing but is mm-hmm. totally worthless. I mean, it just it doesn't mean anything to us. The only thing that really matters. Which, so we see, we see reality as a form of prudence as well. You know where you see reality the way it is, the way things, the way they are, right? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, you know, this is a sub virtue of fortitude. Mm-hmm. You know, which I think is really cool because obviously, fortitude, courage. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot to oh, to yeah. say I'm willing to suffer mm-hmm. on behalf for a long time. Yeah. It's not like I'm this week. This week I'm going to suffer. It's like no, no, no. I mean, there's some things that you. You know, you have to give up, or, you know, there's some people who, uh, you know, my sister and, and brother-in-law, they have, a, uh, they have a severely handicapped child, Henry, mm-hmm. uh, with cerebral palsy, and throughout his whole life, there were times where he wasn't supposed to make it, he was supposed to, um, he was, he, you know, it's not going he, away. his life expectancy was super short, well, you know, thanks be to God, he's now five years old, but having that boy. Uh, henry that it, that they have to deal with you many know? I and mean, many was, beautiful things yeah absolutely i mean yeah. i'd
2: say heroic suffering that Her- they went through A- being absolutely. there with them
1: because you, he, they didn't know how long yeah. he was gonna live yeah you know anyway it, it was, it was just, that was heroic suffering definitely so yeah. anyway that's why i also like this virtue because i hadn't heard it before um and it's part of ba- baby steps though baby steps baby steps yeah, yeah. Father Kedder, thanks so much for this. Uh, yeah. drink. It thanks was for having awesome. me back. Can on.
0: you give us your priestly blessing, us and our listeners? Lord, be with you and with, with you your spirit.
2: spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Cheers to Jesus.